This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I always tell people that Anxiety and intimacy are two completely separate emotions. They should never intersect. Totally. Anytime there's anxiety in your intimacy, it really diminishes your pleasure, okay? I do not find that men that aren't pleasers. I mean, they're very, very few and far between. Really men. Because again, going back to the ego thing, they want to satisfy their woman. And what is the orgasm gap officially? The orgasm gap officially is the average... (laughs) I don't want the unofficial version. I hope you understand this. I want the official version. The average healthy male, let's step out of the world to be, the average normal healthy adult male lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration and thrusting during intercourse. The average female takes 18 minutes of penetration and thrusting to climax. I have told a man to stop, get up against the wall, pay attention, and I'm going to show him how a woman wants to be fucked. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, today I get to talk extensively about one of my favorite subjects, penises. And we're going to do it in a very fun and playful and informative manner. And my guest today, Jeff Abraham, CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals, is just as passionate about the subject as I am. Jeff, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to dive in. Now, I have to know, but before we get any further, I just have to know, what is your backstory? I mean, how did you find your way to promescent and being this advocate for sexual health? Think of the most circuitous route you could possibly take to being the CEO of a sexual wellness company. Mine is a thousand percent more bizarre than that. All right. So I owned a semiconductor engineering business, which is the furthest thing from sexual wellness. It's, as you know, being from the Bay Area, it's making integrated circuits. So I retired at age 53 and decided I wanted to live the rest of my life and enjoy life and just have some fun. My next door neighbor was a urologist as well as a good friend of mine and also my doctor. And I went to see him for my yearly PSA, you know, that kind of thing. And he went, as long as you're here, I really want to ask you a few questions. Okay, great. And it just so happened he had 
started this company and had this product called Promescent, which at the time was the only company or the only product that the company had. And it was a treatment for premature ejaculation. And so after he asked me some questions, I gave him my advice. I asked him for a sample of it. I go, let me give it a try. You know, it sounds really interesting. And I tried it. And I was like, oh my God, this actually works. I want to hear the trying it story because I just have a feeling like that's, that's, it's pretty, that's going to be fun. The funny part was I never really suffered from premature ejaculation, but every man always, any man who tells you there hasn't been times in his life where he was acutely aware of whether or not his partner had climaxed yet is lying, okay? Because sometimes women take a lot longer than others. And so there are times where you're like, oh, not yet, not yet. I just want to see what it's like. So I took the sample home and it was funny because I was dating a financial analyst from Shearson Lehman at the time. And I called her from the parking lot. I'm like, hey, want to come over this evening? I have a company I'm thinking of investing in. I need your opinion. Yeah. So she thought that I was going to have this pro forma, some spreadsheet, some kind of a... <laughs> really formal, the normal route. So we get done with dinner. She goes, let's take a look at that investment. I go, okay, great. So I go upstairs, I come down, I throw over this bottle of promescent. I go, here, we need to try this out. And she looks at me and she's like, you're such a pervert. I go, well, you're right, I am. But this is truly a company I'm thinking of investing in. And she knew Ron because he was my friend. And, you know, yeah. So I, I showed her company. She goes, oh my God, that is Ron. I go, yeah, I told you it's Ron's company. And so I tried it. And literally I read the instructions, but I wasn't realizing the instructions were for someone who had PE. Since I didn't have PE and I used it according to the instructions, I literally was having trouble finishing. I mean, we were going at it for 45 minutes. Oh, boy. And she's like, it felt like an MMA match. She's tapping out. I'm like, listen, I put all this work in, okay? I'm getting something out of this, okay? I mean, seriously. What is she? Well, uh, what were, what were, 45 minutes. Okay, so what was she used to you normally doing? Probably 13 to 15 13 to 16 minutes, somewhere in that time frame, which because of her ability to climax fairly easily was usually good for one or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. Not an issue. And, but it wasn't like she was unaware. I told her we were using the product. Yeah. I thought that's an extra five minutes. But I can tell you, whether you're a man or a woman, you put all that work in, you don't want to finish and not climax. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, seriously, I'm like sweating. I'm hypoglycemic. I'm like, I didn't do all this for nothing. Yeah. It's like, uh, so we finally reached the promised land. And so the next morning, Ron calls me and he's like, hey, I know you. I know you tried that out. I go, oh, yeah, I did. He goes, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, my God, it works too well. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, how many do you use? I go, well, it says three to seven springs. I use five. He's <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, he goes, you overdosed your penis. Yeah, I go, well, thanks for telling me after the fact. Yeah. And uh, then when I, the next couple of times I used it, when I only used one, I'm like, oh my God, it was perfect. Because if you're using it recreationally, not because you have, you know, medical PE, it really and truly gives you the ability to decide when you want to ejaculate. You know, you're like, okay. My partner's finished. It's the right time. Let me just focus now. And a lot of men will tell you they have this walking on eggshell syndrome. You're like, oh, I feel that beginning of that feeling of inevitability. You're about to climax. And then you're like, oh my God, she hasn't climaxed yet. Not yet, not yet. You feel like the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. Once this feels too good, just let it happen. Finish the other side. It's like, no, no, not yet. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not a good feeling. I always tell people that Anxiety and intimacy are two completely separate emotions. They should never intersect. Anytime there's anxiety in your intimacy, it really diminishes your pleasure, okay? 
no one wants to be having a panic attack during their sexual escapades. That's no. really not a good idea. No. Yeah. Or yeah. a woman also, the converse of that is a woman feeling like she's got to hurry up and focus and she can't relax exactly. and enjoy her pleasure because well, you're, yeah. you're, you're worried about, is he going to make it? So you're everybody's racing to the finish instead of savoring it and enjoying it. And that's, you know. Savoring it and going, let the emotions, the feelings just wash over me. Instead of pushing yourself over the edge, you're exactly right. Yeah. I have couples that have used our product that the woman will say, a lot of guys suffer in silence and they don't even want to share it with their partner that they're having trouble. So what they do is they'll start disassociating themselves. They don't want to feel pleasure. So they start thinking about baseball sports, about their grandmother, about all these other crazy things. But their partner- Which again is so counterintuitive to be doing during a sex act, during an intimate moment. Your partner is thinking you're not into it because you're nonverbal. You appear to be distant. You don't want to feel the pleasure. You don't want to be in the moment because you'll go over the edge and you'll ejaculate. And I tell people this. It's so weird because a diabetic never feels embarrassed about taking insulin. Someone who has cancer never feels embarrassed about taking chemotherapy. All these things. Why is it that people are so uptight about using anything that makes their sex life better? And men especially. And I always tell people, if someone would say to me prior to me taking over this company, they would have said, what is the most precious substance on earth? I would have said some fine china or a Fabergé egg, you know, all these precious. If someone would say to me now, what's the most sensitive or most precious thing on earth? I'd go the male ego. You know what I mean? Because men are so tight about sexual performance. And I always tell all my guy friends, and even when I do question and answers on podcasts and sometimes serious radio shows and everything, I always tell men, leave your ego at the door. Make sure your partner has as many and as intensive orgasms as possible because it's paying it forward. If your partner is satiated, if your partner is satisfied, she's going to go, I want to make sure he is too because I want to have a relationship with this person. If they think you're kind and a good-hearted, successful, funny, and a good lover, they're going to go, this guy's not going anywhere. I'm making sure he's satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that I hear so much, as long as I've done my show, the most common issue that people write to me about is mismatched libidos. And that's a very generic term because there's a lot going on under that umbrella. And a lot of times it's just that somebody's really not enjoying the sex anymore, usually the woman. And a lot of times it's because it is, there's this disconnect, I think, in dialogue, but then also there's then that leads to the lack of being able to fix what's really, really at the core of all of this. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
And if a guy, and if a guy's having a hard time maintaining, uh, I guess, not having an ejaculate, not ejaculating before she, the woman has an orgasm, I'd be turned off too as a woman. I wouldn't want, wouldn't be very fun. I mean, what what am I doing here? It's not satisfying. If you're not achieving climax on a regular basis, of course, you're not going to be excited about having sex. Okay. And I tell men because we have a line of vibrators on our site too. And I noticed that more women than men buy vibrators. And a lot of guys have actually told me, well, I feel if I introduce a vibrator into the relationship, it means that I'm not doing my job. Or what if she gets more attached to the vibrator? And my response <laughs> is, the vibrator is in addition to you, not in place of you. Okay. Yes, and I it tell enhances. Them, it enhances it. And I tell a lot of men, that you look at the studies and it says 91% of women at some point in their life have owned a vibrator. And my feeling is in the other 9% lie, okay? Almost every woman who's sexually active is going to have a vibrator. Even if nothing else, for times when you and your partner, he's on a business trip, you yeah. know, so when I have whatever, or in between relationships, or to be honest with you, sometimes you just feel like satisfying yourself. And you want to be in touch with your own feelings. You want to be in touch with that sexual self-stimulation. And so what I do is I tell a lot of our men who suffer from rapid or early ejaculation that put one in the bank. And they go, what do you mean put one in the bank? I go, prior to starting intercourse, make sure your partner has an orgasm. Because that then, takes the pressure off the man and the woman. You don't feel like, oh my God, I got to last. Like you always go, well, she's already had one. Maybe I'll give her two or three. And because if you don't, you're already going in, you're inside your own head going, oh my God, I hope I last long enough. You know, and <laughs> so you're already starting to have this internal dialogue, yeah. which is destructive, which is not good. So I always tell men that we have this female arousal gel, we have vibrators, invest in your partner's pleasure, whether it's stimulating her orally or digitally or vibrator, at least at the very least, get that orgasm gap narrowed so that she's really on the verge of orgasm prior to starting in the course. So there'll be a quick orgasm. Right. Yeah. And then your goal should be to add a few more to the mix because one reason I envy women, I don't envy them because they don't have the same job possibilities or paid 80% for the exact same man in the same situation. You have three to four days a month where you have to ovulate and go through having your period and everything. And all those things, I'm going, thank God I'm a man. But the one area that I do envy women is you can have multiple orgasms and six, oh. seven, eight, ten, right? And as a man, that is not possible. And, and let, let, me just, let me just tell you, it is fabulous. It is so yes. fabulous. That's all we really need is man to give us enough time to pull some of those out of the bag. Because And our refractory period is very short. It can be very short, especially very. when you're using extra toys and things like that. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, when you look at the facts and 38% of women have never climaxed through penetration during intercourse. So it tells you right off the bat, take the focus away from there. Make the focus to be just give her as many orgasms as possible. Maybe if your woman is having trouble orgasming vaginally through intercourse, maybe by excess uh, foreplay and maybe by using vibrators, it will make her more stimulated and maybe give her a higher probability of actually orgasming through intercourse. So don't shut off any avenue. Explore every avenue. Focus on giving your partner as much pleasure as possible by any means necessary 
it's in your best interest to do that. Absolutely. I had someone write into me the, I don't know, a week or two ago or something. Basically, she was kind of saying, I feel inadequate because I can't have an orgasm just through penetration, but I can clitorally and I just want to be normal. I'm like, girlfriend, you are normal. And it's you should be, you should be happy that, and celebrate the fact that you are having orgasms and most women are having them clitorally. So again, hence the need for a toy or some sort of stimulation in that area. Lubes, gels, arousal gels, all that stuff. Slap it on there. <laughs> Slap it on there and have an orgasm for two or three or four. Yes. I will, totally. You'll laugh when I tell you this about the refractory period. Yeah. Someone asked me on a podcast this about six months ago, and I just answered honestly. And to this day, they're still laughing that we're friends. And they said something about the male refractory period. Can you explain it? I said, well, let me explain it. As a man who is 64 now, about to turn 65, and obviously started becoming sexually active when I was 15. So I can tell you, up until the age of 21, so from 15 till 21, I felt like I was a machine gun. You could literally fire off orgasms at will. Every 10 minutes, you're ready to go again. Boom, boom, boom. From 21 to 35, I was a semi-automatic weapon. It was like, <laughs> fire, click, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. From 35 to 50, I was a rifle. Shot, put in another shell, take it, you know. Yeah. From 64 on up, I feel like I'm a musket. You know, those old times. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Packing the powder, yeah. <laughs> powder in, then aim, take slaves. and Because I go, literally, I'm to the point now that after climaxing and having an orgasm during intercourse, I need a night's sleep, a workout, a breakfast before I'm ready to go again. I mean, yeah, yeah. Age as a male, trust me. And you look back, and remember when I was little and people used to always tell me, oh, it's a shame that youth is wasted on the young. And I go, what does that mean? I don't understand that. You begin to realize some of those, those sayings and some of those cliches have real meaning. Yeah. You don't appreciate your sexuality until you start to lose a lot of that spontaneity. And you're like, holy shit, I just always took for granted I would always be like that. And we have a lot of younger males that love our products because when you're younger and you're first starting your sexual experiences, you don't really have control of the ejaculatory response as much because it's fairly new. We have a lot of older people that love our products because they go, I got one shot three, four times a week. I got to make sure it lasts. I got to make sure it's a good opportunity yeah. yeah and then you have all those people in between but let me make one thing perfectly clear there's a lot of misconceptions out there and comedians do it and social media a two-pump chump and they make jokes about it and that makes people who suffer from it become even more self-conscious and there have been these certain old wives tales that are like oh it's all in your head it's because a man doesn't want to satisfy his partner he's selfish he doesn't care he just wants to have an orgasm there could be nothing further from the truth nothing okay i agree with you i do not find that men that aren't pleasers i mean they're very very few and far between really very because again going back to the ego thing they want to satisfy their woman to satisfy their partner they want to be looked at as someone who really and truly brings pleasure to their partner yes and these are some of the issues not limited to but including these are physiological reason why a man would rapidly or early ejaculate prostatitis which is fairly common it can hopefully be acute not chronic so once you clear it up, it goes away. Hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, low testosterone, all those things 
are physiological in nature and can cause a man to have rapid or premature ejaculation. Yeah, well, and plus, I'm sure, I don't have a medical background, but, you know, there's people are so, in my opinion, medicated these days. And everything, and women don't actually even realize it too, birth control decreases your sex drive. So you have to be very, very careful about what your, which is counterintuitive, right? You're taking birth control, assuming you're going to have, you want to prevent a pregnancy because you're having sex. Now you're not as interested in sex anymore because that's a side effect of the birth control. And so there's just so many things and a lot of um, antidepressants, a lot of antidepressants. They're going to- SSRI. Yes. SSRI, still libido. Yes. And people don't realize that. And they're taking them. And then all of a sudden they're just wondering why they're stuck with this low libido. Well, there's a lot going on there. You're suppressing it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What do your friends and family and like neighbors think about all this? Like, I mean, if you were my neighbor, I'd be like, oh my God, that guy next door, he's one that sells a penis spray. I would tell every friend that came up, my neighbor next door sells penis spray. (laughs) It's unbelievable because people are just fascinated by it. Totally. First of all, I I have a great relationship. I have a 33-year-old son who I adore and we're really close. And you laugh when I tell you this, but he loves everything about me. We're really tight, but he's like, Dad, if I have to hear you waxing poetic about your sex life on one more podcast, he goes, I'm going to shoot myself. I go, I've never seen you. He goes, all my friends are like, oh, your dad's hilarious. There's a podcast with your dad on it. Yeah. And a couple of times, I'm like, you're my dad. I don't need to hear that. You know right. I'm like, okay. My friends, especially kids that I grew up with, are totally fascinated by it because... To be quite honest with you, almost all my friends have happily married for 40 years because I'm 64. Yeah. And they really and truly, even though they're like, I wouldn't trade my family anything in the world, but I would love to be you just for a week, just to be single and have fun and go on shows and talk about your sex life yeah. and stuff like that. Because, I mean, that's the furthest thing from their mind. It's like, so I almost feel like to them, I'm kind of Peter Pan. I'm yeah. just whatever you that has never grown up. Yeah. My family, generally speaking, and they're all very conservative for the most part. They're from Western Pennsylvania. They're fascinated by it. They love it. They're very supportive. And they can't wait to listen to podcasts and see interviews and stuff like that because it's something that's very much out of their ordinary world. So they love yeah. it. I, I've always felt very supported. Some of my neighbors... They just laugh. Fortunately, I live in a really nice area and my neighbors are progressive. Like, sure. I lived in some backwoods Mississippi town right. that was the Bible Belt. It might be right. different, but yeah. we had a photo shoot. One of this company we do some promotions with, they have all these female models. I have a really nice home, one to use my home for a photo shoot. And there were all these bikini clad girls like running. There was like 25 up all over my home. This was three weeks ago for a photo shoot. Oh, wow. Neighbors are like, what the hell is exactly going on in home right now? Is he testing, this, is he testing that spray? <laughs> yeah. There's some clinical it's trials like, going on over there. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you know, I mean, if it gives you some street cred, you know what I mean? You're like, ah, you know, a couple friends over for a little yeah. party. And they're like, yeah. You probably stayed real vague about it. Yeah, I can't confirm or deny any of that. details. We're just having a little, I'm doing some research. A gentleman doesn't talk about his conquests. Research is some of my newer products over here. There we go. Yeah, product research. There you go. Now, just in case anybody's unclear about it, because I'm there's probably some things I, I don't understand about this, but what is the difference between PE and ED? Because I feel like those terms might be a little misunderstood at times. 
Okay. ED is erectile dysfunction. That's the inability to get an erection. Okay. Okay. PE is premature ejaculation. You're able to significantly get an erection, but you ejaculate rather quickly. Now, I will tell you that 20% of people that have ED is misdiagnosed PE. If you have chronic PE, meaning it's consistent and it goes untreated, your body goes into that fight or flight mechanism, realizing getting an erection leads to an unsatisfactory conclusion. So you'll start developing anxiety-related ED because your body is telling your mind getting an erection is not a good thing because you prematurely ejaculate. Mm -hmm. So you will eventually develop ED. So a lot of the urological practitioners will tell you when someone comes in right away and goes, I'm having trouble getting an erection, they will say, did you suffer from PE? Did you ejaculate rapidly on a regular basis prior to being diagnosed with having ED? So a lot of ED sufferers really and truly, if they treat the PE aspect, the ED will go away. Okay, interesting. And what is the orgasm gap officially? The orgasm gap officially is the average <laughs> I don't want the unofficial version. I hope you understand this. I want the official version. The average healthy male, let's step out of the world to PE, the average normal healthy adult male lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration and thrusting during intercourse. The average female takes 18 minutes of penetration and thrusting to climax. So even in healthy couples, there's this gap that to have satisfactory intercourse where both partners climax You either have to do stop-start, you have to think about baseball scores, or introduce something like promescent into the equation to allow you both to achieve climax through intercourse if possible. Now, how is the promescent working? How is it doing that? Let me explain something. Prior to us, there have been products around for 30, 40 years, and they were lidocaine and benzocaine numbing sprays. And they actually accomplished... That does not sound good on a penis. Yeah, it's not good, okay? It's like... I would not spray anything numbing on my yeah. clitoris. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's true. But clitorises, you never want to do that because if you climax through as a female, that'd be a great thing because you do another one, another one, another one all over again. So you yeah. don't want to get numb. Yeah. But all these other numbing sprays, they're just basic lidocaine that sits on the surface of the skin of the penis. They numb the man, which allows them to last longer, but they also numb the partner because it transfers. Oh. So everybody's... And I tell people, you might as well go take a hot yoga class or a spin class. Everybody's sweating, everybody's moving, but no one's climaxing because everybody's numb. So Dr. Ronald Gilbert, who's the founder of our company, was a urologist at Hogue Hospital in Newport Beach, said, if someone comes to see me for ED, I got tons of different solutions. Someone comes to see me for prostate issues, I got tons, I got all these different things. People come to see me for PE, I can go try SSRIs, but you lose your libido, you get dry mouth, nausea, vomiting, or... You use these numbing creams, which numbs everybody and no one orgasms, which obviously is not a good solution. So he solicited a PhD organic chemist, and together they developed a process. It's called a eutectic formulation, which changes the crystalline structure of lidocaine. Lidocaine in its original form is a solid, so it just sits. It's a crystal. It sits on the surface of your skin. That's why it numbs you, numbs your partner. So this patented formula we have, what it does, it changes the crystalline structure so that it literally permeates the outer layer, the dermis or stratum corneum, and goes to the fatty tissue underneath five minutes after applying it. So it's no longer on the surface. So the man maintains a higher surface sensitivity and it doesn't transfer to the female partner. Perfect. So it's a brilliant concept. Yeah. And uh, 
Oh, <laughs> so no, wait, oh, wait, hold on. I want to make sure I'm understanding this. So this is the same, this urologist, this is the same friend of yours that you were seeing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And he had this product. Why was he not blowing it out? I don't get it. Like, that's amazing. He had a childhood friend of his running the company. And the guy literally was doing infomercials, buy one, get one free. Literally, it was a joke. I mean, it was, okay, so I wish I was kidding when I tell you this, but I'm not. If you do PE cures, PE solutions, you do a Google search, there's like 193 things. Deer antler extract, bull testicle derivative, shark fin, all these crazy things. Oh my gosh. So, and they're all buy one, get one free. They have these stupid infomercials. And I'm like, you're basically lumping yourself with all these other quack products that people associate with not working, okay? So you're not going to get any traction. So when I tried the product and I invested and I said, let me write you a business plan. It wasn't genius. It was common sense. I looked at Viagra when they were introduced. They went and got a lot of doctors on board who did testimonials, recommended their patients. And people went, oh my God, this is something it's legit. Science. Yeah. It's legit. So I went and recruited a bunch of doctors, gave them samples, let them use it. We did clinical surveys, clinical studies, which literally showed the efficacy, how everything worked. So then we got to a situation that people went, oh my God. And we went with a highbrow approach rather than do all these stupid infomercials and all this stuff. We went the opposite direction. We went with Dr. Ian Kerner, Dr. Emily Morris, Dr. Laura Berman, people like yourself that have noted podcasts so that we could get the message across because it's a banner ad or a quick 30-second roll. It's all another one of those. It feels so Pornhub. It's exactly. So you have to understand what it is, the passion behind it, the patented process, why it's different, and then it's viable. When... I do podcasts and we do stuff like this. We get a tremendous response because people go, wow, that really makes sense. Yes. There's something behind that. And there's no way you could get that in a 20-second role. There's no way no. you could get that in a baby. You have to explain it. And a lot of people will say, heard that guy, and he obviously retired once already. He's not doing this for money. I already retired once. I don't need this. I'm doing this because this is a huge need. To change the dialogue where people feel comfortable talking about intimacy, people feel comfortable talking about sex. And I'll just be honest, it's mostly for women. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah. a man rapidly or prematurely ejaculates, he's still ejaculating. He's still getting a pleasurable right. feeling. <laughs> like, wait, I'm over here. Because there's so much shame involved in it. Most men, you've always seen the ads, you've always seen when they depict premature ejaculation, the guy's sitting at the edge of the bed with his head in his hands, frustrated, and the woman's trying to comfort him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just just a textbook definition of awkward. That's exactly. But most men, if they prematurely or rapidly ejaculate, don't go, let me roll over and give my partner cunnilingus. Let me pull out the vibrator. They're just embarrassed. They withdraw, which only heightens the anxiety and makes the situation worse. Yes. So I believe that it's very important that we change that dialogue and we make people comfortable in the feeling of it's an entire experience. It's not just about your penis penetrating a vagina, okay? Yeah. It's about, and I, I tell a lot of our male customers, good intimacy starts during the day just texting your partner, hey, I can't wait to see you tonight, and making your partner feel desired, making your partner feel wanted. It's when you first pick her up to go to dinner or whatever, 
giving her a kiss and giving her a little stroke on the neck, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Just feels desired and wanted. Men don't seem to understand that women are wired a lot differently than most men. (laughs) Yeah. Most men, if you get naked, you're in bed, they're like, I'm good to go, okay? Right, yeah. A lot of times for women, they want a feeling of being desired. Yeah. They want a feeling of being appreciated. They want the feeling of this man truly desires me. And being a woman is difficult. A lot of women even have a lot of anxiety about oral sex, about receiving oral sex. And I personally believe it's not because they don't receive pleasure. Of course, they receive pleasure from it. But as a woman, you're like, oh my God, does my vagina, because we live in a society with porn and everything, does it look right? Does it taste right? Does it smell right? You know what I mean? Uh, And there's all these there's all these things going on. Instead of laying back and feeling pleasure, she's going, how's it appear visually? Does it taste good? Does it there's a whole lot of know? there's a whole lot of chatter going on. A whole when, lot of chatter going on. Yeah. When As a man, you need to reassure your woman, you lay back and enjoy yourself. If it wasn't yeah. tasting good, smelling good, and looking good, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Okay. Right. So yeah. You lay back and have a few orgasms and let me do the work down here. And just trust that if it wasn't something pleasurable, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I'm so excited. I wish people could see me the big smile on my face. I was very excited to have you on because we're mixing the two my two favorite things, entrepreneurialism and sex. And this when I started researching you and what you were all about, was just like this guy and I are kindred spirits. We're both about the same thing. We're just, you know, he's just got his method and I've got mine. But we're we're preaching the same stuff. So I just Yes, I love it. Right on. So necessary, and it is so, there's such a void, there's such a vacuum. And here's what I don't understand. Think about this for a second. Think about how much money people spend on diets and personal trainers and going to the gym and getting haircuts and clothing and stuff. Every bit of that is designed to attract the opposite sex. Yes. Anyone who goes, I'm doing it just for me. Oh, shut up. Okay. Seriously, you're doing it. It gives you more self-confidence to find a partner. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we spend the same amount of time of keeping that partner happy and satisfying that partner? Okay. You'll spend thousands of dollars to attract the person, spend an extra hundred a month to keep them. Okay. And the way to keep them is making sure better in bed intimacy. Make sure that you're both satiated and enjoy your sex life together. Oh my God. Yes. Preach. No, this is really what my show is about. I'll tell you what, when I want to take a vacation, I'm going to call and just have you sub in because you're already hitting all the points that I normally do anyway. I've done that a few times where someone goes, will you guest host her while I'm gone? And I'm like, really? And they go, yeah. And I do it and like, producer's like, Oh my God, you ought to have your own podcast. I'm like, I'm so freaking busy right now. I can't breathe. Okay. Yeah. I know. I think about that too. When I, when I, this is how I feel about bad sex. Why did I just waste like 20 minutes of my life on bad sex? Having an orgasm right there. You know what I mean? Like, I could have been having a good orgasm or I could have been giving myself one. What the hell? What the hell? Okay. Come on. There's a lot of things you could have done there, mister. Okay. Right. I mean, if you weren't like good in that area, how about? Option B, option C, option D. I mean, do you ever feel like, okay, just over there and watch. That'll create a little bit of excitement. I'll do this myself. Oh, I, I, have told, I have told a man to stop, get up against the wall, pay attention, and I'm going to show him how a woman wants to be fucked. You're going to laugh when I tell you this. 
shocks some people sometimes, but then afterwards they go, oh, that makes sense. Early on in any relationship, I remember when with a woman, I want them to masturbate for me. And sometimes they're like, oh my God, that's way too private. I go, listen, okay, I can either teach myself over the next month, okay, what you like and what you don't like, or I can watch you masturbate and know exactly what you like, we can- where you like pressure, what kind of pressure you like, yeah. and how you like to be touched. Because no one masturbates and does stuff they don't like or don't feel comfortable with. Exactly. And then they're like, oh, this is the best way, women, this is the best way to teach a man what you like. You've got to just get over being self-conscious about that. Masturbate in front of him and show him, give him a roadmap to your body. On exactly where you want to be touched, how you want to be touched, what kind of pressure, what kind of rhythm that you like. And you're giving him the keys to the castle. Totally. You know, and another thing is, and it's because men's ego are so fragile that a lot of times if a guy's doing something for a woman sexually, she almost doesn't want to go, oh, don't do that. I don't like that because she'll think that, oh, it's it's hurting his feelings. So she will literally sit there and hope that he eventually gets a signal that, hey, she's really not responding to that. Guys, Tell your woman right up front, hey, we're new. Everybody's different. If there's yeah. something you don't like, tell me. Yes. If there's something you want more of, tell me. Okay? Yes. It's okay. I'm not judgmental. I would rather get right to the good part and pleasure you rather than have to fumble around like a blind dog looking for a bone in a yard. Totally. So, Who want, Nobody wants to waste their time. Nobody wants to be a bad lover. Have better sex if you really show me exactly what you want. Yes. And there's stories. Of sometimes a woman will say to a guy, you know, I really don't like that. The guy goes, I've been doing that for six months. It took you six months to tell, well, I was kind of, you know, and I understand because guys can be fragile. It's really difficult to say, but say it. If he gets offended in an affection relationship, you're not in the right relationship anyhow. Right. I agree. And I don't think, again, I really have to go back to most men in my just experience want to please a woman or their partner, rather. I shouldn't just assume. I'm not just assuming. It's better for you. Everybody, and vice versa, I want my partner to tell me what feels good, where oh, yeah. the pressure, how to touch, what they like, what they don't like. I don't want to waste my time. If I'm going to, you know, guys, if, I mean, really, seriously, like- I want to be, my ego, my female ego is like, listen, when you're with me, this is, this is an experience. Said, I don't I want you to go, whoa, that's, a, that's next level stuff right there. Right. You know? I, I definitely want to rock everybody's world that I'm with, so... So I want to, I'm like, take a note, tell me, please, yeah. I'm good. I will follow, follow what you say. And most, I'm going to go for it. Most guys are simple. The next guy that I meet in my life that goes, I don't enjoy oral sex. I don't enjoy being blown will be the first. That will be the first guy I've ever met who ever says that. There's a lot of women that are uncomfortable. You have to dig down, find out why. Most men, they're like, well, how do you like to be blown? They go, with a woman's lips on my penis. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, whatever. Something. But there are women that are like, I have a very sensitive clitoris. I don't want the pressure on my clitoris. You can gently massage the vulva in the areas, but don't put there. Then the next woman you meet, she goes, I have a partly hooded clitoris. I need direct stimulation, right? That's me. (laughs) I love the Hitachi. (laughs) You like the magic wand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, that's one of our best-selling vibrators. It's like the little black dress of your wardrobe. Everyone 
has at least a Hitachi magic wand in their thing. We sell those so frequently. That is the, you know what? I'm going to buy one from you because I just was with someone last night and I put it in my backpack and I noticed like, I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe the last time I had it out, it just, it had something on it. Like, it, and then it was, it was like black. I think from my new backpack, I have a new backpack that I threw it in. And I think it just, the, the dye or something got on there. And I'm like, oh no. It was hot maybe it melted. Yeah, you don't want that, you know? <laughs> it's funny because- I have every, had a vibrator melt when I was using it, by the way. No joke. <laughs> that was some heated, that was some heated sex. It was. But here's a prime example. When I first moved here, which was 2013, so it was about a year and a half after I moved here, I dated a gal who was wonderful. Yeah. She was in the casino. She was an executive casino host. And she had a hooded clitoris. And I actually took her to one of my urological friends. And we did a workup and everything because she literally would take 45 minutes of thrusting to achieve climax during intercourse, yeah. even with stimulation and cock rings, a vibrating cock, everything. And I was like, it got to a point where I literally felt like I had to put a hard hat on, a yellow vest and punch in. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's a good thing that I'm the CEO of Promessa and I would have freaking had to take a second job to keep myself in stock. It was insane. Okay. <laughs> but you literally get to the point you're like, oh, Jesus, I got to get up at 5 a.m. I have a conference call with my Brussels office tomorrow morning. It's already 11. Oh, my. You know, I'm yeah. going to be hyper by the time I'm done. I'm going to, you know, need an electrolyte drink. You know what I mean? Like, yep, I'm going to be. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And after we broke up, the next gal I dated literally could sneeze an orgasm. Literally, I, she was good for nine to 10 orgasms. I felt like Tarzan, okay? It was like, me, Tarzan, you, Jane, have right. an orgasm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. like, and it just shows you how women are so different. And totally. she had her first orgasm when she was like 11 years old. And she said she discovered that and she had, I think, 14 or 15 vibrators. So she was a natural fit for me. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. She came back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't have that one. Let's try that oh, out. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That sounds like fun. <laughs> and it just shows you how a man has to be very sensitive. These guys that go, I got my classic moves. I got news for you. You can't have a classic move because all women are different. It's not a one size fits all. You know, one size fits all, okay? And as a man, you need to go into every relationship with a blank slate and go, this is a different painting, okay? And it might be totally different. The yeah. last one was a Monday. This is a color by numbers. This yep. is a velvet Elvis over there. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they're all different. And you need to understand that. And you need to be sensitive to that. And But the main thing is communicate. Tell your woman early on. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I want you to have as many as intense orgasms as possible. But the way we're going to do that is for you to be open and honest. And I want you to feel pleasure. You don't have to worry. The last guy I dated was all uptight. Well, why do you want sex so much? Well, because I do. And yeah. as a man, look at it as you're a beneficiary of that, not as, oh my God, are you oversexed? There's no such thing as being oversexed. Okay? I don't think so either. Trust me, <laughs> someone who's oversexed and you'll start appreciating someone who's oversexed. So I appreciate it. it. Yeah. So it's very important as a man to be open and honest and reassuring and give your woman confidence that she can be open and honest with you. Yes. Again, you're preaching to the choir here. This is really what my show is all about and making sex a priority, great communication. It's only the reason we're, we're still here on this planet. It's the thing that drives us the most. And it's so, it's just ridiculous to me that it's the thing that we discuss and talk about the least. It's the thing that we're ashamed about the most. It's the thing that we can't, it's the thing that's censored the most. 
Don't even get me started. That's ridiculous. I just even having this podcast, you know, there's certain, I can't be on certain platforms because those advertisers, it's like, oh no, now we have to go through a censor. was reading today that Spotify is finding, they have this new censorship. So we're not censoring free speech, but we're going to deep, basically blacklist you. So you're harder to find. And, you know, just, it's just. That's censorship. I don't care what you call it. That's censorship. I know. Totally. yeah. Reasons our kids are so fucked up here, and one of the reasons that we're still in this puritanical society is we're not open like Europeans and some of the other countries where it's part of your life and it's normalized from a young age. Totally, and that's important. I always tell people I feel very fortunate that when I had my sexual awakening when I was fifteen, so I was born in fifty-seven, so it was nineteen seventy-two. That obviously I'd never seen porn before because we didn't have internet, cell phones, anything like that. Yeah. Okay. If I was 15 or 14 or whatever age people start being intimate now. Let me tell you something. And everyone who has sex now for the first time has seen porn before. Because by the time you're 10, 11, you're getting your own cell phone. Yeah. If I would have been watching porn and in my mind, I would have thought the average penis is 12 inches in length. It's the circumference of a beer can. A guy thrusts for 50 minutes and then jumps off, runs across the room, and shoots a woman in the forehead with deadly accuracy with the semen. That would have been a wall of anxiety, okay? Here's me at age 15, lasting 27 seconds, fumbling around. I don't even know what the hell was going on. Then afterwards, I thought, hey, I'm pretty good at this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so ignorance is bliss. It allowed me to progress without that anxiety, without that feeling, oh my God, I'm I'm a circus freak. We need to make sure that people understand. It's like watching the NBA and you don't go to the gym and expect to be able to dunk the basketball. You don't expect to be able to run a 40-yard dash in four seconds. Why is it when people watch sex, they go, I got to try that, okay? You see movies like Showgirls. Remember that with Elizabeth Berkley? Yes. She's having that orgasm on the side of the pool and just like she's a fish out of water and flopping around all over the place. I'm like, I don't know. I consider myself a pretty decent lover. I mean, I haven't seen too many orgasms like that. I'm like, what the hell was that? Okay. Was she like, the someone stick an electrical cord with an open end on her in her vagina? It was like, (laughs) but that's the kind of stuff that makes people uptight. They're like, gee, I don't do that. Is there something wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. She doesn't do that. That's a freaking ridiculous scene to have in a movie. That's right. That's the scene. And then again, that stuff is shown, but then the real oh, stuff, they really talk about the people. real stuff and educate people and have them grow up knowing what's right, what the actual real name for their parts are instead of a woo-woo or a don't touch your little bunny or whatever the fuck crazy yeah. nickname you're going to give it. Call it a penis. That's what right. it is. That's right. But but you can't say vagina on certain platforms. You'll be censored for saying vagina. Facebook and Instagram treat us like porn sites. They literally treat us like we're a porn yeah, site. I, they treat me I, like a porn site, yep. We have a medical advisory board. We have clinical studies. We have, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? It 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 infuriates me. Absolutely yes. infuriates Yes. Well, if you have, well, after this, we'll talk about it. If you have any advice for me on that, because it drives me bunkers. I can't even put my YouTube, I can't put my link to my website on my on YouTube because I'm linking people to pornography. I don't even show my freaking face. Nobody knows what I look like, let alone my tits or my vagina. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know we had a YouTube channel and in 2018, 
They scrubbed us completely. Wouldn't even give us our own videos that we had organically made and had on YouTube. They wouldn't even give them back to us. They confiscated. <laughs> I'm like, where am I? Am I they in They confiscated them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, infuriates me more than you could ever imagine. Yeah, that I know. It's a, and and this is the this is the problem that people can't We're doing hear. A helping people. Yeah, people can't hear open dialogue. Yeah. They can't understand that this is normal. People aren't what they see on porn is just a produced scene for fantasy. It has a purpose, but it's not for you to base your sexual expectations or of an, a partner on. You know, it's just a performance for entertainment value. Period. It's a production. Yeah. yeah. More. Take it as that. Like when you watch a movie anywhere, we don't expect that that's reality either there's no video it's only audio pardon when you do your podcast it's only audio no video yeah you should do the one where you can do a video well i don't well i i don't show my face why you're an attractive woman and you're in a business i guarantee you more dudes would be listening because well you know emily morris Yes, but before you say that, I want to bring something up. So to your point earlier, you said when you were doing your marketing, you did the opposite of what was done before. And what I have found has been very interesting for me is that I haven't leveraged what a lot of people leverage when they are selling their podcast or their product or anything on social media. It's their body, their face, whatever they can to promote it. What I've been able to do is just let the content stand on its own. People get to have their own image of me. It doesn't detract from anything. And the podcast is still successful. So it's kind of interesting. But I think it would be even more successful because a lot of women, if they see a good-looking, attractive woman, they're going to go, hey, she really knows her stuff. And trust me, guys will listen just because you're good-looking. They'll go, oh, I want to see what she has to say. That's the kind of woman I want to get, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Your content now speaks for itself. You obviously, and I don't pound sunshine up anyone's ass, okay? I tell the truth. You're obviously intelligent. You know your subject. You're very open. You're very honest. Now that you've established yourself, I would Come out of the closet? Come out of the closet. Because it's a positive thing. Because I met Dr. Ruth, and it was actually in the serious green room waiting to do a show. Uh, Taylor Stricker, she's some Hampton socialite. I was doing her show. And Dr. Ruth is there doing another show. And I went up and I said, Dr. Ruth, I'd like to introduce myself. Oh, yes, honey. I said, oh, promiscent. I love her. She stands up. I swear to God, she's four foot seven. Oh, yeah. I swear sure. to you. Uh, she, no, they're short and there's four foot seven. That's right. a dwarf. Okay. I was like, oh my God. And I have to be honest with you, I don't really listen to her a lot because it creeps me out when a 97-year-old woman is talking about penises. I'm like, what could you, you know, even though you shouldn't be this way, I'm like, you haven't seen a penis in 10 years. She might be having great sex every night, but it's like, I just can't relate to someone 96 having sex. Right, I get it. Nobody wants that visual of their grandma doing the deal. (laughs) I always tell people, you know, old people have sex, and I'm an old person now myself, and trust me, some of my friends are thinking the same thing. I know you have sex. Just go in a room, close the door, and do it. Don't make me think about it. Don't make me visualize it. Okay, the whole thing. But... Emily and I have become really good friends. We She found our product early on when she was doing her podcast out of her living room with an iPad and 200 followers. You know, we've kind of grown together. Yeah. But I think the reasons she's so successful is she's young and hip. And when she says the word penis, men don't go, ooh, men are like, oh, tell me more. I want to yeah. find something. Say it like again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again with feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I 
think you need to do the same thing because you, your message is clearly defined now and you have a listenership and you're legitimate. You're, you're not going to found this based on being a hip, good-looking woman. You've already founded everything. You're going to go to the next level by doing that. Okay, I'm going to think about that. I'm, gonna fi- I, I'm sure there's a lot of my listeners going, yes! It's kind of been this th- ongoing thing where I, I vacillated on it. Like, well, should I? I don't know. Well, the one thing you have to worry about is once you expose yourself, you can't go back and you go, You cannot okay, put now. the genie back in the bottle. Genie won't go back in the bottle. But I've been around the block a few times. I've had some successful businesses. And if I was you and I look like that, I'd be going, this is me. Okay? <laughs> I mean, oh, thank you. So I think women... So you obviously have it going on. I think men listen more when they go, that's the kind of woman I want. I want to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Okay. I wonder about your female arousal, Joe. How's that work? It's a, uh, it's not systemic. So it's not a pill or anything you take. It is a, an emollient that you put that has some stimulating ingredients. You put on the vulva and the clitoris. What it does is it makes things warm. Mm. When things get warm, it increases blood flow. Yes. When you increase blood flow, you get more aroused and you get more moisturized. So it's not something that if you go, I can't get aroused, that you're suddenly going to be Mount Vesuvius dripping wet. But what it was is if you're a normal seven, you go to a nine. If you're a nine, you go to a 10. If you're a three, you go to a five. It definitely enhances the, the, the a woman's feeling of arousal, that warmth. I've done a podcast four times now. It's called Two Wild Orchids. There are two swingers, these two girls. And yeah. the last time I did the one says to me, Lainey says to me, guess what I'm wearing? And they're both sitting at a desk and I go, uh, you have a cream colored sweater with a blue blazer? She goes, no, down below. I go, oh God, where's this going? I go, yeah, I can't right. tell. She goes, I'm wearing some female arousal gel. I'm like, what? She goes, what I do is in the morning before I leave, she goes, a little dab will do you. She goes, I put some on and she goes, I just feel. And for a woman, she goes, just to feel that warmth, it's like foreplay. And yeah. she goes, at lunchtime, I go in, dab up. She goes, when I come home the end of the day, I feel like I've had eight hours of foreplay. I'm moist and engaged and aroused. I'm like, whoa. I know how guys are. If a guy was like that, he'd start feeling it. He'd go in the bathroom and relieve himself. He's like, hey, that feels good. I I would too. I do. I will. (laughs) Yeah. But she's like, and a lot of women will tell us, they go, I use it even when I'm not having sex. I just love to feel sexual. I love to feel warmth. I love to feel that I'm really lubricating and turned on. And I'm like, that's a pretty good feeling. It so it's been, great, it's been a great product for us. Yeah. We have another called Vitaflux. And it was out of our wheelhouse. And it was developed by one of our doctors. And he developed it for his own patients. And it was, okay, it was the craziest thing because the way it happened was some of his patients, he has a lot of really wealthy, he's a concierge doctor. And so some of them are like, you know, I don't have the same amount of energy and libido I had when I was younger. So he told them, here's the key. I want you to take some L-arginine, L-citrulline, L-carnitine, zinc, and magnesium. You take all those things together, it will really boost your... It started working. So he was telling a bunch of people. So one of his patients, a very wealthy oilman, comes in and says, I'm tired of carrying around this pharmacy full of things. Is there any way we can put that together? And he goes, well, we're not compounders. You know, I'm a doctor. I know these things work. So it just so happens, like a month later, I'm at SMSNA, which is the Sexual Medicine Society of North America. And he comes up to me at the show 
He goes, you look kind of tired. I go, man, we're expanding. We're doing so well. I'm so busy. And he goes, hey, you should try this. It'll give you some success for your workouts and, and recovery is much better. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, it's a nitric oxide supplement. So it increases blood flow. When you increase blood flow, you decrease blood pressure because mm-hmm. it's yeah. not a lot of plaque and stuff in your arteries. Not only that, you recover better from workouts and stress because the way you recover is getting oxygenated rich blood to those areas. Not only that, your libido goes up because anytime you have increased blood flow, it's not just to your arms and legs and brain, it's also to your genital. You actually have better libido because you're semi-erect all the time. And that reminds me that on a sexual, has the same effect on women. One of the things it does as well, both men and women, when they reach their mid-30s, Everyone has an epithelial layer that covers all the arteries and veins in your body. And what it does is it's very supple when you're young and it allows good things, hormones, vitamins, minerals to get into your bloodstream, but it keeps the bad stuff out. In your mid-30s, that epithelial layer begins to harden. When it hardens, it's even better at keeping bad stuff out, but it starts keeping good stuff out. So your testosterone level drops, your hormone levels drop, all those kind of things. So for men and women, you see about every year you lose a half a percent of body fat or body or muscle, muscle. and then gain a percent of body fat. Yeah. For women also, when your hormone absorption goes down, you lose the ability to naturally lubricate and they get very dry, especially then you have the change coming on. You're going through, you know, menopause. menopause. And so that doubles the, the problem. So a lot of women have to use tons of outside lubrication. And that, even though that it works, it's uncomfortable because there's an almost an innate feeling of, well, I'm not attracted to my partner. Your partner's thinking she's not attracted to me because she's bone dry and you have to use all this extensive lubrication. When you use Vitaflux, it softens up that epithelial layer. So a lot of women regain the ability to moisturize like they did earlier on. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it was funny because he said to me, it's a great product. So I started doing it. I'm like, oh my God, this works. And he said, yeah, I'm trying to find a compounder so that instead of everybody having to carry around all these bottles, I said, well, that happens to be our specialization. We make products and everything. So we assisted and we started making a one-stop shop where you didn't have to buy L-carnitine, L-citrulline, L-arginine, magnesium, and zinc. And we did it because everything we have, every product we have is as good or better than everything else in that category. So we use pharmaceutical grade ingredients. We manufacture in pharmaceutical grade manufacturing facilities, and it's a great product for men and women. And that is now our second best-selling product. All right. We have three core products, foundational products. They are the male delay spray, the Vitaflux, and the female arousal gel. They are outstanding. Yeah. Now, we have lubes, we have condoms, we have Vibrators. You know, vibrate, everything else. And I will tell you, they're all good, but there's other things out there that are as good. Yeah. You don't come to our site just to buy a loot. You don't come to our site just to buy your condoms. If the truth be known, there's like two factories in the world that make condoms. One week they make 7 trillion Trojan condoms, and they change the line. The next week they make 7 trillion Durex condoms. The next week, they're all the same. You yeah. know what I mean? They really yeah. not much appreciation. It's all marketing. Right. Marketing. But I was just going to say, yeah, the marketing. Now, I tell how, so how do you, I'm curious, how do you, like, I get this question all the time. I'm wondering how you answer. Like, how do you suggest just couples talk about this stuff to each other? Like, let's say maybe given the male perspective, if you're a man and you know that you've got some PE and you've never discussed it with your partner, tell me how you would say that if I was your spouse or your partner. I would say, listen, you know, you're a real turn on. I find you very attractive and I find myself having trouble not ejaculating early. 
I want to make sure that I please you in the utmost way. We need to explore some different options that will allow us to have a longer time of intercourse. And I don't want to start using anything behind your back because I don't think it's fair. If you use anything that might affect me, I would like you to give me the knowledge of what it is you're using. And I want to be the same with you. So why don't we take our lovemaking to the next level? Let's go to a sex shop. Let's go to promescent.com. Let's see what people do to take their lovemaking to the next level. But you have to be positive. Whenever I do call-in shows, 50% of the people that call in are women. I when They go, it's Ellie or it's Barbara or it's Susan online too. I know the exact question every single time. Yeah. We need to start a relationship. How can I bring it up without hurting my husband's feelings? Yeah. And I always tell people, set up a 50 shades of gray night. You know what I mean? Hey, our sex life is fantastic, but I, I really want to explore boundaries. So Thursday night, we're going to have a 50 shades of gray night. I'm going to get a riding crop and a feather duster and a blindfold and a bunch of things that package promescent in there along with it to delay spray. Because you're not saying you're a premature ejaculator, you're not satisfying me. What you're saying is, I want this night to last as we're long gonna, as possible. Our intent is to go, yeah, is to go the distance. We're, it's it's not a sprint tonight, it's a marathon. And what I tell women is if you get your man to use promescent delay spray one time you will never ever ever have to tell him to use it again if there's one thing men love it's control okay how many times you go over a couple's house you go over and watch tv tonight you go in who's got the remote the dude okay yeah he will not give up the remote do you ever notice when you see a couple going to dinner or there's two couples going to dinner the guy is always driving. If I see a couple driving down the road and the woman is driving, you know, I think that guy has a DUI and he lost his license. Because even if they're taking her car, he's going to go, here, I'll drive. Guys are controlling. I think she's like, she wears the pants if I see her driving. That's why, you know what's so funny? Because I love to be in a relationship. I love a man to be a man. I love to be submissive on that level. And so I love a man to drive. Like to me, like, I don't want to be driving your ass. Like you drive me. You're That's exactly. Do the man I, stuff. The been in a situation where like a woman like picks me up, I'll get my car searches, so I'll pick you up. I almost feel like saying, get in the passenger seat. I feel awkward. My I whole would life. Let, I, and I would like, I would let you. I'd be like, yep, here, I'm, I'm probably yeah. going to hand you the keys. You're probably not going to have to say anything. It's like, come on, you're driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it, it just looks non-manly when you're sitting there in the passenger seat. You're being shoved around. I, I almost feel like saying, can I get in the back seat and put a chauffeur's cap on you? That'll look really good for my street yeah. friend. He's got a chauffeur. Look at that hot chick driving him around. Yeah, and right. I tell people that if a man gets promescent, and you don't know how many of our customers have said, you know, I didn't think I had PE. I just tried it. It looked interesting. Oh, my God. Now... It's one less thing I worry about. It's like having an insurance policy. Think about this for a second. If you don't have fire insurance and you go, I don't think my house is going to burn down. You come home, your house is on fire. You can't call the insurance company and go, quick, put some fire insurance on there. What's that crap noise I hear in the background? It's my house burning down. Sorry. Okay. Um, Yeah. Can't be in a situation, go about to ejaculate and go, stop. I'm going to run to the store and get a bottle of promescent. Okay. So I always tell people, Always have some on hand for this reason. Even if you don't generally rapidly or prematurely ejaculate, if you're in a brand new relationship, men will tell you this, they tend to go a little bit quicker because it's not routine. It's new. It's much more erotic. Okay. And that gives you a quicker trigger. If you haven't had sex in a while, even if you're in a relationship and your wife or girlfriend had surgery, you had surgery and it's been four or six weeks, 
you're going to ejaculate more quickly because you haven't had a release in a period of time. Yeah. So there's a tendency to ejaculate quicker. And customers will actually tell me, if it's during the week, we both got to get up. I'm not using any ProMess because I don't need a marathon session. Let's just get it over with. Oh, oh, my- <laughs> I'm like, too much information. They'll go, no, if it's funny. a regular night, I hit up one spray. We're going to go for a nice long session. If the kids are at the in-laws for the weekend, we don't have to get up in the morning. Oh, it's on. Free. It's on. I mean, we're, you know, I'm like, oh, my God. And we have a meter dose spray bottle, which means you get the exact same amount each and every time you spray it. So sometimes you have a tube or something that's not meter dose spray, you like hit it and more comes out, less comes out. With us, you're going to get to know exactly how much you need. You're going to be able to dial it in so you get the exact same Oh, perfect. Yeah, even to the point where people go, well, if it's in this scenario, I use one. I'm like, oh my God. They know how to adjust. They know. Yeah. They know exactly what they want, exactly how to titrate it. They're, <laughs> they're titrating it. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. I saw on your Instagram, you had this post and you guys have a lot of posts, but there's one that I was drawn to because it was a shower sex post. And it said the hardest position to get into, what's your hardest position to get into in the shower? And I was like, huh. And I thought about it. Now I know what mine is. What's yours? The hardest position to get into? In the shower. When you're in the shower. Yeah. Oh, when you're in the shower? This is on your social media, Jeff. Like, I'm like, I figured maybe it was like something you knew about <laughs> No, I, I don't run our social media program. Yeah. So is it hard position overall or the hardest position in the shower? In the shower. What's the hardest position to get into in the shower? You guys are pulling people. Like Probably doggy style, only because generally when you're in a doggy style position, you want to have some firm position to have your, if you're the woman, your, you know, your yes. arms and your hands. And it's all slippery in the shower. So literally, if you start taking someone from behind, they might lose their balance and do a face plant. You know what I mean? Unless they can find something to brace themselves. Against. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, what yeah, mine was... Okay, what's yours? Mine was when a guy picks you up and puts you on top of his penis and is bobbing you up and down. I've had that happen in the shower. And all I could think about was... I was so worried he was just going to drop me. I was worried he was going to slip, you know? And and I'm like, oh my God, I can see us calling 911. Who's going to call 911? Somebody's going to be broken. His My leg, his... And crashing through because my we're my crashing through ball. the glass. <laughs> like this is going to go bad. Cut up, you know what I mean? And you know, at my age, I've done a few pick them up. I love that. It I feels really good. It feels really good. But I'm at the age now where I'm borderline. I don't know if I need to be doing this at 64, almost 65 years old. Okay, I mean, yeah. at a certain point, I don't want to throw my back out. You know what I mean? Break it's a like, break a hip. <laughs> Yeah, the two of us go down, and someone has to crawl over and call nine one one, and they come. We're both laying there naked, embarrassing, and everything. Might be a little bit embarrassing if you don't have an Insta Hot. The water's cold at that point. You know, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now this is what I want to do. I want to create. Okay. We're going to create an impromptu little like telenovela. I'm going to well, you. You're going to pick a, te- you know, like a, do you know what a telenovela is? It's a little Hispanic, like sex show, but we're not, we don't have to do it oh, with yes. our Spanish. Yes. We don't have to do it with our Spanish accents, but here's, here's the premise here. You're going to pick one promescent product and a location in the house to have sex. And then I'll pick okay. a promescent product. And then we're just going to come up with a fun little scenario, a couple scenario about how we're having sex okay. that night with our promescent products. Okay. Okay. What are you picking? I'm going to pick 
are organic aloe vera lube. Okay. And I'm going to say we're going to have sex. I have a raft and I have a really beautiful pool in my backyard on the raft in my pool. Oh, whoa. Okay. 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 I actually did that a little while ago. That's why I picked it. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's one of those blue like. I don't know what it's called, but it's really like a big raft and uh, it fits like, well, one and, you, and a half persons. Wait, you can get two people on there like it doesn't sink? Like it's stable? No, no. It, it's really buoyant. It's really a nice raft. My son bought it for me for uh, Father's Day last year. Well, he probably, really, didn't, he, he probably didn't intend to, to be, for you to be getting it on. Oh, on that thing. If I ever gave you this if podcast, he this, he'd, be, he'd be like, oh my God, dad. That's what he did with my gift. Oh my God. But yeah. you have to be really careful because even though it, you can it'll hold two people up, if you like start going to one side more than the other, then you'll fall off the raft. And we did that a few times and went underwater. So yeah. then when we got back on, she got on top because that way you have a little more control. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pick the promescent spray. Okay. All right. And I've just come home from work. It's hot. I'm fanning myself. We're having a little problem with the air conditioner, so of course I'm saying, "Honey, let's go. Let's go out to the pool. Let's let's get ourselves cooled off." But Is I already it know awful? it's Friday. It's Friday, yeah. and I already know what I have in mind. And you don't have to be anywhere. You have no calls in the morning, and so I'm bringing the promescent spray. I kind of flash it to you. I'm like, "Come on, let's go, honey." Of course, I'm skinny dipping. Let's get that always. <laughs> We're gonna go the distance tonight. This, this is not for the titrate this baby titrate this baby because <laughs> get out of the pool we're both gonna have those wet fingers you know how when you're in a pool a long time your we're fingers gonna have get prunes. all we're gonna have prunes those prunes the texture of your pruny fingers might feel good on my clit so titrate yeah. that stuff up and i think it's like a four pump night <laughs> whoa that's gonna be a marathon event. <laughs> don't be tapping <laughs> out <laughs> Well, whenever you do something like that, and I don't know what it is, it's because you know your neighbors, if they really like look, they can see you. That adds a certain amount of arousal. It does. It does. I swear to you, the fear of being like discovered or the fear of being caught really and truly adds an extra layer of excitement to it. It really does. Yes. Oh, yes. Or even at a sex club when you know people are watching and they just like, they're watching you and they're so turned on by the energy between you and your partner. You've that... been to a sex club? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't. So I wouldn't know about that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hot. I never knew that I was would be turned on like by that. Pardon? You feel like you're putting on a show. Yes, but it's organic because it's between you and someone you're totally hot for. So it's just so happens that it's the first time people are actually witnessing what really goes on in your bedroom, the total chemistry. And it's like, it adds to it. I've never been, I I would not need any additional sprays or arousal anything because I was, it's probably the most lubricated and wet I've ever been in my entire life. It was literally dripping down my leg. Just so exciting to me. And I, who knew? Who knew? I know the first time I did that, I was like, wow, this is, I like this feeling. And then even when you climax, it's a heightened experience because of that the, just the extra excitement, just the extra added element. And this is why I tell this way on my show, I'm like, you've got to try new things. You have to Spontaneity is so important in sex. It is so important. Yeah. I've never been married. And I, I guess it's me neither. for me. Oh, really? 
It's hard for me to fathom being married 40 or 50 years and not just go, oh, Jesus, here we go again. And I always tell people, because I've always had committed relationships, but I think I function better in committed relationships that last three or four years. And kind of when you finally learn absolutely everything about a person, you go, you get to a point where you go to a party, they start telling a story. You're like, oh, Jesus, I've heard this a hundred times before. It's not that interesting. Please get it over with and don't take 20 minutes because it's freaking not that interesting. It only takes a minute and a half. Yeah. When they say familiarity breeds contempt, I think they say it for a reason. It does. And I was thinking the other day, I started laughing at myself. I go, I could probably get married now because by the time I get tired of the person, I have Alzheimer's. I think I have a new person there every you day. Go. You know what I mean? Yeah, there I go. I'd be like, oh my God, who's that hot chick? That's your wife. Really? I don't remember. Am I married? You know? Every day, you're just like, you're starting over. You're courting her again. It's so brand new. You wake up and let me see if I can land maybe, her. Yeah, let me see if I can land her. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Jeff, tell everybody where they can find all your products and you. I'll tell everybody this is interesting. Okay. I well, First of all, you can find me. You can email me at jeff.abraham at promescent.com. It's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. You can find me on Twitter at jeffabraham111, on Instagram at jeffabraham111. I literally answer every question. You email me, you send me a direct message. I answer every single question. That's what I'm here for. I tell people when you want to find our products, always start at our website. Then I'll tell you where else you can get them. The reason you start at the website, it's very educational. There's a lot of testimonials. There's a lot of doctor instructional videos show how to use the products. There's clinical trials. There's everything there. So go to the website and make sure you're buying the right product for the right reason so that you're doing the right thing. Then if you go, okay, I've decided I want to buy the delay sprayer. I've decided I want to buy the Vitaflux. You type in your zip code in our retail partner location finder, and then it'll show within the proximity of your home, what products that you can get at what location. So you don't have to go driving around. We have our delay spray in Walmart, in Target, in GNC. We have our Vitaflux in GNC, but chains are weird. They're not in every single store. They're in like 70, 60% of stores. So we know which stores are in. So if you go and you put your zip code in, it will tell you within 30 miles, 20 miles, you pick 10 miles, it's in these stores. These products are in these stores. So you don't have to waste your time. Yeah. But the beauty of it is we match Amazon. We ship seven days a week. It's free shipping. If you buy from our site, it's a 60-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk. That's how much we believe in our products. And it's important that you buy the right product for the right reason. Even if you want to go get it somewhere else, go to the website first and learn about the product. Yeah. Go to the website first and understand, A, you're using the right product, and B, you're using it correctly. Our goal isn't just everybody one product. Our goal is to have people be repeat customers, enjoy the products, get value from them, because then they're more likely to go tell their friends about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We don't oh. want bad experiences. We don't want people to go, I went, and I wasn't satisfied. If you're not satisfied, you get a refund. Yeah. So there's no risk to you. There, there you go. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And everybody, you guys know where you can find me. You can go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. You know, my favorite thing for you to do is leave me a voicemail. So leave one. You got five minutes. Let it rip. I will get back to you personally. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com 
and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.